Rightio, something different for Campbell's comments today. Uh, not yielding sales aren't different, but uh, this one is. Adam Bowden from Diving Creek Stud in America joins me. Firstly, hello, Adam. Hey, welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, why not thank you for joining me? I really do appreciate it. It's on the eve of the uh, Lexington Select Sale, um, which is coming up. But you're a busy man. You're actually watching your daughter doing swimming training. Uh, you've got a very busy stud, very busy racing operation. We've got a fair bit to, to cover off on, um, but I do really appreciate it. Um, basically, you're based in Kentucky, is that correct? Yeah, we have two farms in Kentucky and another one in Pennsylvania. So there's about 500 miles that separate the two, uh, the three places, really. And uh, most of the season I'm in Kentucky, but I, I do go back and forth regularly. How many how many mares for start on the farm? Uh, Diamond Creek owns just shy of 80. And then with client mares, it probably puts us close to 150. Wow. Wow, it was a big operation. And then how many... St- yeah, probably bigger than I originally intended it to be, but, you know, we fly by the seat of our pants sometimes and we make it work. Well, I asked you that question. Did you, you're in your early 40s? I am now 42, yeah. Yeah, and you're 25, you started it. Did you have a goal? Is this Was this your end goal where you wanted to get to, or was it one of those things you started and you just thought, I'll see where this ends up? I kind of had an idea that, that I wanted to do all of these things, you know, sand stallions, racehorses, and have mares, but I knew it was going to be, a, you know, maybe a long-term process. And some of it we got to quicker than we thought, and then others have been a little bit longer. But, yeah, I think this is where I always wanted to be. Yeah, it's a, it's a great great achievement. Um, we might just start on the racehorses, and we'll get on to the, select, the yielding sale in a sec, which is one thing I do want to promote. But, um, you know, I do a lot of work for Woodlands down here, and I know you guys have got a great association uh, with them. Confederate is all the talk, and rightfully so. You, do you pinch yourself that you've got a cult like what he is and what he's able to do, especially in the last three to four months, that he's just really stepped it up, something astronomical? Yeah, I mean, he's special. I, I, I like taking credit for the fact that I, I kind of felt like he was special even as far back as a yearling. And we had sent the three-year-old, or we had sent this group off, and he went around Christmas time, which is a little bit later than most of them go, and I called our racing manager, and I said, I think we have a special horse here. He hadn't even been in training yet. He just, you know, he, there's something about him that's different than everybody else, and I'm glad that he's proved it on the track. And it's a family that I backed from the very beginning. His second dam is the third or fourth horse that I ever purchased when I first got started. I felt like she had the ability to give me a horse like this. She's the dam of pure country. And then she's the dam of, uh, you know, Confederate's mother too. So, you know, it's a family we've had great success with. He's something else. And uh, I think he just breathes different air than everybody else. Well, I saw an interview, Timmy Tietrich, it was one of the first races he won, I'm trying to think where it was, it might have been at the Meadowlands, I don't, can't remember, um, and it was his first big win this season, and, and he'd won a couple of races, but it was the start of the uh, the bigger races coming up, and Timmy said that the year, the crop of three-year-olds this year is so even that you'll get a fair mixture of horses. Timmy's not very wrong, but he was actually wrong on this occasion, because ever since then, Confederate's just been belting everyone up. Yeah, he really, he has incredible speed and he comes to it so quick. 
you know, after some of the races, we've gotten, you know, thousands of congratulations and, you know, good jobs and all that stuff. And somebody said it best where, you know, like the races, the race is determined in two strides. Like when Tim asked him to go forward, it's instant and it's exceptionally quick. And I think you'd have hard pressed to find another three-year-old with that kind of speed regularly. You know, they, they do it every once in a while, but he seems to do it every time he's on the track, which is really cool to be a part of. And the latest, latest pictures I've seen of him, he looks like he's just handling it so well. It looks like he could go another full season. Hopefully he does. No, I mean, we've already announced that he's going to be done at the end of this season, and then he'll stand his time next year. I mean, horses like him don't come around very often, and, and maybe we should race him, but, you know, this is what we do. You know, we, we bred him ourselves. Well, this has been a goal of ours for a long time to develop a, stallion, a homebred stallion and have one. You know, he's just he's worth too much money to our future. It's my show, won the jug uh, last Thursday, uh, a week ago. Um, you get a cult like it's my show, you think you're in for a good year. <laughs> yeah, um, there's one better than him, in, and you're lucky enough to own him, but he's a great cult as well. It's my show, isn't he? Yeah, he's fantastic, and he's real. He's the only horse that's beat Confederate this season. So, you know, and and he's he's had a hell of a season. Like if you if you ju- if you take Confederate out of it, it's my show is the best horse. And you know, they're both by Sweet Lou, which is another feather in our hat too. I mean, Sweet Lou, who, you know, stands at Woodlands over there, and yep. has done a fantastic job here and overseas, and. Uh, you know, he's a horse that we back from the beginning. It was early in our stallion, you know, standing stallions. He was one of the first ones that we got. And we believed in him and thought he could deliver this kind of season, and he has. Andrew um, Grierson and Mark Hughes, guys that I deal with here in Australia for Woodlands, and okay, Andrew and the Kenny's own uh, Woodland stud, obviously, they've always been big on Sweet Lou because he's a game changer because of his outcross, if you like, especially to Australian bloodlines. I would imagine he's a bit of an outcross to American bloodlines too, is he? Yeah, I mean, with the amount of some beach blood that, that's in our sport in the state, uh, he, he provides that perfect outcross. Same thing with Bears of Light that are there I mean he he seems to cross well with everything and you know we <laughs> there was two mayors two a rock and roll dance mayors bred to Sweet Lou in that in the three-year-old crop one's confederate the other is cannibal who's another homebred of ours that's had a great season too so far um and I I think there's only a couple so that could be the new golden cross it's funny because uh, dance is not that popular a, a, a stay, and yet all of a sudden, as a broodmare sire, he's um, he's doing a great job. And I don't know why he's not, because here in Australia, rock and roll dance does a huge job. Um, he gets winners yeah, every, he's, every he's week. Yeah, he's done a great job down there. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a yeah. it's going to be a good cross for people who might have a couple of fillies there, and they they got it's going to be the the temptation. Uh, Confederate cannibal. What's with the seas? Very quickly, I wanted to know that. <laughs> Yeah, no, so a couple of years ago, we decided that all our homebreds would start with the same letter of the alphabet. We started with A, B, and then we got to the C's. And so the three-year-olds are C's and the two-year-olds are D's. And then we couldn't find enough E's, so we skipped over E, and the yearlings or next year's two-year-olds are the letter F. So it'll just kind of go from there. A little bit of the French the French influence, I suppose, if you, if you like. Yeah, probably. And, you know, one of our clients in the States is, is Courant, and they do a good job, and they name their stuff very similar. And, uh, 
you know, it, it, it feels more like they're ours when we do that kind of stuff. We can kind of tell them apart a little easier. Um, uh, just quickly on It's My Show, does he keep racing next year? Because you have got a, you know, um, such a great cult like Confederate going to stud. Will It's My Show continue on next year? Yeah, I mean, he's a gelding too. So, oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I think Richard, yeah, Richard Young's plan is to, to race him probably as long as he's healthy and happy and sound. And Cannibal, does he keep going as well? Or Yeah, I mean, we were... It was up in the air, and he had won the Adios, and he won an elimination of the jug. And I think if he had won the jug final, we would have probably looked for a home for him next year. But no, he, he's going to race it for, and we're kind of excited about that. No, oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a bit of an embarrassment of riches. You must uh, pinch yourself sometimes, like uh, hopefully, yeah, you're back. Um, you must pinch yourself sometimes when you when you think of those three Colts, and uh, you know, you li- basically. Uh, can be cheeky you'll probably left your best one at home and uh two of the pin-up colts in the in the jug and come out and win it uh yeah you must pinch yourself at the minute with your racing stock i mean it's crazy we have five pacing colts they all have the letter c in the name and you know they're all entered in in at the red mile on saturday and they all have a chance so you know it's, like you said i do pinch myself all the time i know this doesn't happen very often so me and the rest of the team are enjoying the ride Absolutely. Can Confederate break uh, Bulldog Hanover's track uh, world record? Uh, I mean, is he capable of it? Yes. I don't know that we'll go for it. Uh, and that'll be up to, to Brett Helling and, and Tim Tietrich to figure out if it's the right day. It certainly won't come from me. He's done enough for me speed-wise. We went 46-1, and one and he was really did it quite easily. Um, I think if the setup was right and the weather was right, yeah, I'm assuming Pelling would go for it, but again, no pressure for me. I mean, my only thing is I want to win out. Yep. Uh, that's, that's the most important thing for me. No, well, well done. Just before we, one more question. You race in your colours. Um, here, mm-hmm. here in Australia, there are some scribes that say that our drivers should have drivers-only colours so they can identify with the driver, yet your horses race in Diamond Creek colours. Um What's your one? Is there a theory on why they race in your colours, and what's your thought of driver colours? I mean, I don't have any problem with the drivers having their own colours, but you know, we put a ton of money into the sport. There are horses, and we have a brand to promote as well, and that's why we do it. We also are involved in the thoroughbred side of the sport as well. We have mares in the US and in Europe, and we've had a handful of racehorses over the years, and in the thoroughbred sport. It's common and I think exclusive that the jockeys wear the owner's colors and so we've kind of taken that approach and applied it to the standard as well and I mean it's kind of cool to see our horses race in our own colors I mean the the staff put in you know thousands and thousands of hours you know taking care of these horses and to see the product on the racetrack in our name and in our colors means something so it's important to us. I think it, I personally think it's great because I can tune in, like I said, uh, Jug Day on the on the live stream on YouTube and be able to see it and be able to see your horses. And uh, yeah, you know, it's my show and Cannibal. They're easy enough to know those sorts of horses. But you can also watch lesser races and you can start picking them up. Albeit you can pick the drivers up as well, like Dexter Dunn and the you know the uh, McCarthy boys. But you can 
also see your horses. I, I think there's a great argument for both sides of myself. I per personally prefer colours, so well done for breaking uh, that mould with them. Um, I don't want to hold you too much longer, but the Lexington Selects sale, it starts on the 2nd of October. 55 yearlings I see you guys have, have got going down there. I talk about your operation and how big it gets. Surely this is bigger than what you ever wanted it. 55 yearlings going to one sale. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, there's there's 30 of our own, and then we have the rest are client horses, and that's something that we tried to expand over the last couple of years, and it's starting to pay off. Uh, you know, whether they're clients of the stallions or they're clients that you know Pete Mayer's on the farm. I mean, it's something that we had never done in the past, but you know, there had been pressure to do it, and it's it's paying off. And I think you know they're. They're selling well through us, and you know we're making money in the process, so it's a win-win. Four four horses on day one. Um, that must be great, just recognition for the farm to get a horse in day one, because I mean it's hotly contested. There's only 125 lots go through, and you've actually got, got four horses in that three trotters and a pacer. That you must um, you know get a smile straight away when you get accepted into day one. Yeah, no, it's nice, and you know we like we said we spend a lot of money in this sport. We buy mares with that, and you know with that in mind, and you got to get the right individual, and you got to get the right stallion, and you got to do this three years ago when you make the mating. Um, but when it pays off, it pays off, and usually in spades. Uh, two, I think there's two by chimpanzee, a Muscle Hill, and then a Sweet Lou. How how heavily invested in the trotter are you? Um. Uh, we probably have close to 50-50 split between pacers and trotters. Now, we have a, a much better group of pacing stallions in our rank. Um, but we do stand chimpanzee for the ownership. And I've been a huge fan of that stallion right from the beginning. The yearlings look the part. They're exceptional outside in the paddock. They're athletic. They seem to have all the components. Um so, you know, fingers crossed that they race like they look. He's a son, um, of, he's but, a son yeah. of Chapter 7 as well, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was a three-time Breeders' Crown champion. He happened to race against Green too. Um, But to me, he was one of the most dynamic horses that I've seen race. He was undefeated at two. He could win on a mile track. He could win on a half-mile track. He could win on the front. He could win from behind. He's just, he's awesome. And I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can say. How many have you got? You've got quite a few in the sale of by Jim Pansy, I think, too, haven't you? Yeah, we've got six or seven. And then, but th this is a small crop. You know, he's, he's not a perfect breeder. And uh, I think we may have bred around 70 mares in the first crop. And uh, so this is a lighter crop. But then we kind of figured out how to breed him appropriately. And the last couple of crops, he's bred over 100. So it should, should be good moving forward. Um, is there a standout horse for you in your sale before we get off? Yeah, there's actually a Southwind Frank, Billy, who we used to stand, but we no longer do. Uh, she's hit 296. You know, she's by any other stallion, she brings a fortune. Uh, but she's an absolute killer. Uh, she's, you know, she oozes class. She's awesome in the paddock. She's awesome on the floor. And she's been great since day one. So she's by far our best broader um and then we got a couple of down by the seaside colt on the fifth day that are very very nice too but she's the standout filling um down by the seaside you stand down by the seaside 
Yeah, we fanned him in conjunction with Sugar Valley Farm in Ohio. Um, we're the syndicate manager, and we have put him there and partnered with Sugar Valley, and they've done a great job with them. He He's doing an awesome job in America. I mean, incredible, yeah. From his first crop, from, you know, not the greatest group of mayors, he's, he's really, like, improved the mayors that he's been bred to, and, you know, the offspring has shown quality and class on the track. Pretty cool. How many? I saw there was quite a few. It was about ten. You got about ten going through the sale. I think we're selling sixteen. Wow. Um, and I think there's only. I think there's thirty total selling, and we're selling sixteen of them. Yeah, very good. What are your stands? Very quickly, that you do stand um, at Diamond Creek, mate. Let's see. There's eleven of them, so I'm sure I'm going to get one wrong, and somebody's going to watch it and yell at me. But uh, Jim, uh, Jim Pansy in Pebble Beach in Kentucky. Uh, down by the seaside, Creatine and Marseille in Ohio. And then we have Father Patrick and Better's Wish, Heston Blue Chip, Always Be Mickey, Captain Crunch, and Sweet Lou in Pennsylvania. I think I got everybody. And then next year will be Confederate. Where does he stand? <laughs> That's the million dollar question, but. Uh, you know, it'll be Pennsylvania most likely, and then Kentucky and Ohio would be, you know, close second choices right now. But if I'm a betting man, I bet he ends up in Pennsylvania. Are you excited, are you excited about the direction that Kentucky harness racing is heading? Like, it, um, I saw a uh, an interview just recently with Kenny... Uh, kind of, Jackson. yeah. Um, and some of the insight that he gave about the direction it's headed, are you excited about the direction it's heading in? We're, we're huge. I mean, we just built a huge stallion barn in Kentucky and are standing two stallions there. And, you know, we're the first major farm to stand stallions in the state in a number of years. And most of our broodmares are based in Kentucky and we raise the yearlings there. I mean, we've been huge supporters of Kentucky for a long time. Yeah, I encourage people to go and have a look at it. It's on um, Harness Breeders Victorian site, Kath McIntosh. Done an online interview with him. And it's one, two things that you have done for mine, change the way people think about it. Um, think about the product and, and promoting the product in such a different way. But then everyone seems to have got on board as well and bought into it and said, right, we've got to grow the product and, and work the same way as well. To me, that's what it looks like from the outside anyway. Yeah, more and more mayors are being bred in the state and are residing in the state. You know, and that's, that's only good. There's enough money to race. I there's a lot of money to race for in Kentucky. And with stallion standing there there's bonuses attached to those and you know it's, it's looking up adam thank you i could talk to you forever today because there's so many questions i want to ask you but i, I also appreciate I'm the fact I'm, I'm, i got plenty of time you're watching your daughter swim i don't want to buy on your on your personal type ah uh, she's all right she doesn't even know <laughs> um pebble beach i saw that he covered his first mayor here in in, in australia um he you know, he's a son of down by the seaside. Um, do you pinch yourself how quickly they get around, if you like? Like you've got down by the seaside standing and now one of his sons is standing down under um, for the first time. Do you pinch yourself at how quickly the, these colts seem to get around and then be standing, you know, worldwide? Yeah, it's pretty neat to be a part of. I mean, the ownership group that have, you know, put their faith and trust in us is, I pinch myself for that because, you know, 20 years ago, I was a knucklehead in high school and my teachers probably thought I wouldn't amount to anything. And here I'm being trusted to handle, you know, million dollar stallions and ship them all over the world. It's, 
pretty cool to be a part of. It's, you know, I can't thank them enough, and I'm just happy to be part of the program. It's just I thought I find it amazing. It was only last year we were watching watching him, and then as I said, I got up this morning and just looked on the social media feed, and um, Alabar put a post up that he'd covered his first mare um, this season here and down under. And I was like, I reckon it's only twelve months ago. I was watching him race in the U.S. It might have been two years ago, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. Oh, it was less than that, right? I mean, he was last fall. He won the Breeders' Crown in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's- it happens quick. It, it, it does. Um, what are the goals for Diamond Creek? Get bigger? Uh, well, we just cry. Yeah, I probably. You know, I'd like to stand more stallions. I think we want to stand stallions in more states. Um, we're definitely checking a big one off the checklist by breeding a homebred stallion. Um, you know, now that we've done it once, I'd like to do it again. And I would rather not wait another 17 years to do it. So, you know, we'll be full bore into racing. We we retain a handful of fillies every year and, and some colts. Um, you know, we try to race 20 to 30 horses a year in hopes that we get another confederate. And, uh, you know, we always are upgrading the broodmare band. I think 75 for us is a good number, 75 to 100 mares. And we're always looking to improve the quality. So I, I don't mind upsetting the apple cart. I, I tend to... Um, Past boundaries, and so I'll probably continue to do that. By that, you mean um, step away from the norm, if you like? Would that be fair? Yeah. I've never been a um, status quo kind of guy. I mean, if, if somebody tells me this is the way they've done it for the last 50 years, I'm going to probably not do it that way. Just because. To, to try and improve <laughs> For the, good or bad. But to, I, I would imagine your ultimate goal is to improve the sport. Absolutely. No, I mean, like, like I said, with Jim Panzee, it was like you collect stallions three days a week or four days a week. And with him, we collect them twice a day, six days a week. So we treat him like a thoroughbred and it's worked out swimmingly. We've been proved, well, we've been able to go from 70 mares bred to 115. And, you know, he has a, a conception rate that improved from 70% all the way up to 90%. So like, like I said, I don't mind, you know, doing stuff the way it's supposed to be, but I also don't mind doing stuff the way it's not supposed to be. Who help, who who helps you with that? Like, is that something that you come up with or have you got a team of people behind you that um, say, listen, how about we try it like the Yanks? Uh, it was like the Yanks, like the um, Thoroughbreds? <laughs> no, I mean, a lot of those are, you know, group ideas. You know, we sit around and hammer out ideas, but I, uh, that one was my idea. Um, but, you know, it was we were sort of forced into that position. It was we had demands for the horse and we needed to get creative and trying to serve all the mares that needed to be served. And, uh, the good part is he allows that he's happy to do it. Um, I obviously couldn't do it if he couldn't, but, uh, yeah, it, we, I have a great team behind me and a lot of the people have been with me for, you know, five, 10 years. Some one girl is as long as 14 years and some guys for 17 years. And so they're an extremely important part of what I do. That must make you proud as well as part of you know, your Diamond Creek and brand to have people stay there for as long as it's not like you have a high staff turnover. I mean, if you've got staff that are there on a long-term basis, must mean that yeah, you can go to bed saying, well, I'm doing something right because they're, they're not in a hurry to leave. No, I mean, uh, clearly some people are that last six months. But no, I mean, some of the girls that have started as interns are, you know, Gina Daly, who's the 
director of operations and manages all all of the farms and Caroline Vasquez started as an intern and is now a mar- you know does all the marketing and social media and anything cool that comes out of Diamond Creek comes from her and you know they both those girls do a fantastic job and are an important part of our growth and success. Well, Caroline facilitated this in, this interview basically uh, through your association with um, Delaney Farms uh, and um, the Delaney Memorial um, just recently. You have a very good association with the Irish as well, don't you? Because they stand quite a few of your stadiums, especially the Delaney boys. Yeah, so my wife and I went over there years ago to the Delaney Memorial and met Derek and his family. And he's, you know, he has boundless energy and wanted to improve the you know, the, the breeding program over there and we could, we could be helpful in that. And so we jumped at the opportunity and it's been a symbiotic relationship and it's been good for us. It's been good for them. And, you know, we're happy to be part of that. I know Mark Hughes from Woodlands. We're trying to get uh, a band together. We're trying to get across there um, potentially next year because of basically because of off the back of that one interview, because uh, you say about the, their energy, it was just amazing um to watch oh, they're fantastic. and you absolutely should go it's a hell of a party yeah that's what it does look it, it, it does look good um will the diamond creek brand travel um you know like a short term like european trotting is that something that you guys want to take on and possibly consistently take on we sent an older trotter there that's the stallion for us now creatine years ago and won a couple of races over there I think it's probably out of our wheelhouse. Um, but I, I would say there it's never no, you know, there's always thoughts of like, how do we get bigger and how do we get better? Um, so I wouldn't rule it out at this point. Yeah. It's exciting. No chance of, uh, bringing horses like Confederate to Australia, I suppose. The race or yeah. the stand stud? <laughs> well, both. I'll go with the race one first. We'll lay, we'll lay, try the stand stud one in a minute, but to race? Um, possible. I don't know which one. Um, no, I think he probably won't, but I would not rule that out. I think it would be pretty cool. I mean, I've been down there and watched some of those big races, so... Um, I would. It would be really awesome to go the other way. Like a lot of horses come from you, come from down there and race here with success. I think it would be pretty cool to go the other way. Oh, I think it'd be really cool if you did. I must say, uh, um, like you say, say that Chartin's actually got a foal in that select sale. I was actually looking through it just there. And yeah, we saw her the other day. Yeah. yeah. So she went across there as a world champion, and uh, so it can be done both both ways. What about standing at stud? Does he come to Australia? Well, I got dinner tomorrow night with somebody from Australia, and um, we'll always be in, in um, consultation with the people that we do business with, whether it's Woodlands and Alabar and Neville R, who we have a great relationship with as well. So all options are on the table right now, and nothing's been decided. You know what everyone's doing right now? Ringing all their bosses to see who's in America. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I won't say who because that's not fair. But uh, yeah, I got dinner tomorrow night, so that'll be that'll be the first conversation. But it definitely won't be the last one. No, I, I, I imagine it won't be. And uh, I think it, I think it's great. 
Adam, thank you. Um, I know you did just get told that I think swimming might be finished or nearly finished anyway, but thank you. Thank you very much, mate. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully it won't be the last time we catch up, actually. I'd love to be in America one day, but hopefully we can do a couple more of these as these horses start stepping up and uh, a bit more of the promotion as well. But thank you and um, congratulations on what's been a great season, but also good luck um, October 2nd to 6th at the Lexington Tale. Anyone wondering, um, the best way to go is actually lexingtonselected.com. Basically, you get everything. You can get your online PDF. Uh, you can watch the sales online. You'll also get to watch the results. So lexingtonselected.com for all of that. But um, Adam, thank you. Really appreciated the chat. Enjoy your dinner tomorrow night, whoever it is. Hopefully, that, make sure they pay. I mean, when you're talking about a cult like him. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Make thank sure. you. I appreciate the time. No, thank, time. thank you. Thank you.